0: Welcome to Sports KC, the Kansas City Stars' daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, October 20th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs put away the Buffalo Bills on Monday, 26-17, to improve to 5-1. They dominated both sides of the ball, although there was a bit of a fourth-quarter scare. The running game was the best it's been under Andy Reid, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire was terrific with 161 rushing yards, Matching the third-best game by a Chiefs rookie. We talked about it on Sportsbeat Live after the game with Sam Mellinger, Gregorian, and Sam McDowell. Technical difficulties prevented Herbie Teope from checking in, although he did try. Hey, we're going to hear most of that Sportsbeat Live broadcast here, but we'll do that after a break. First, let's hear what Patrick Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Alaire had to say about the game. Patrick, you ready for us? Ready, all right.
1: Uh, we'll start with Nate Taylor Go ahead, Nate Patrick. Just what was the energy like in the huddle when it became clear that you guys could run at will tonight?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the O line and uh, those guys really took it personally upon themselves that uh, the light boxes that we've been facing and uh, the pressure that that was given up the last week, and they took that personally this week, and you saw it. You saw it today. They they gave good holes for Clyde to run through uh we had a shuffle those guys around the guy stepped up and, and Clyde really hit it and uh, finished runs well next to Adam Teicher go ahead Adam
3: hey Patrick um curious about the uh the running game tonight and your reliance on the running game was that the idea going into tonight or was that something you guys just stuck with because it was working so well
2: yeah I mean obviously we had a few more a few more pass plays called I mean we always do but uh I mean, once we saw that, how deep their their linebackers and safeties and corners were playing, uh, we knew that we had the run, we had the run game. And so those, we really just stayed with it. Um, and, and if teams are going to play us like this, you're going to see us running the football and we have the guys that can do it.
4: Next to Pat Graham. good ahead, Pat. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? I think this is the uh, first time you guys have run for more than you've thrown for. What was it like uh, resisting the temptation to take shots downfield and
5: uh, stuff like that?
2: Yeah, it was definitely different. I mean, I had a few of those RPOs called, and I had to, I had to tell myself not to throw it, just keep handing that thing off. I mean, uh, Clyde was running well, O-line was blocking well, and, uh, I mean, I just want to win. I don't care how that's done, uh, pass, run, defense, whatever that is, and uh, we found a way to do that. Next to Matt McMullen with Matt.
6: Hey, Patrick, can you walk us through the third down to Byron? Uh, and just with no Sammy tonight, how proud were you of him for stepping up in a huge moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, Pringle, uh, I've always uh, thought highly of Pringle. I mean, he comes in every single day. He works extremely hard. When his number gets called, he makes plays. Um, and so uh, he's someone that's stuck with us for a while. I'm sure he's had opportunities to try to go somewhere else, but he's, he's been with us and he's made plays. And on that, that one, he was kind of not even in the read. Um, it was a read that I would look at Tyreek. who came back to tells, and their safety drove it pretty well. And so extended the play, um, and, and Byron kept working uh, like he always does, and I found him at a, at a big time. Next to Todd Lebo. Good Good Todd. Patrick,
3: I wonder if you could specifically talk about how well Nick Allegretti stepped in and played and then what it was like to kind of have to shuffle with uh, with Mitch leaving so early. And I'd like to ask a question about the defense too afterwards, Brad.
2: Yeah, all right. Well, with, with the O-line, I thought they did a, a tremendous job. I mean, not only Nick coming in, stepping up, and, and playing his tail off, really blocking well in the run game and the pass game, um, but uh, uh, Rimmers, who just came in this last gate get guard and moving the tackle – uh, behind where Schwartz is usually at, and, and really stepping up and doing a great job there. I mean, uh, uh, those guys are really prepared well. Beach does a good job of getting a lot of great guys in that room, and Coach Hay coaches them up really well. And so, thought uh, so they did a, a tremendous job. I mean, hopefully, we can get Mitch, we can get Mitch back here here quickly. But uh, uh, I'm I'm proud of those guys, and I I'm full trusting those guys going forward.
3: What did you see from your defense this week? You know, I know that we're not very happy with what happened last week against the Raiders. Did you sense a little something from them, like they were ready to come out and have a performance like this? Yeah,
2: hundred percent. You can see that in practice. I mean the attitude, uh, the mindset. I mean, those guys have been rolling for a long time now. And to have a game like they had last week, they I mean that that they took that like I kinda like said about the line, I took it personally and they really came in, focused in on the details of every single thing. And uh I mean they showed why I mean they're they're one of the top defenses in this league and they don't get
6: the respect that they deserve.
2: Next is Sam Mellinger. Good Sam.
6: Hey Patrick, um you mentioned the light boxes that you guys have been facing. Uh, but that's been going on all year, right? And, and you guys haven't been um, running the ball like this. I know you said that the line took up personally. Is it is it that simple, or was there something different you guys were doing? I know you had some different personnel up there. Was there some, you know, d- different blocking schemes you guys were doing as well? I mean, every week
2: we had different plays that we had in. Um, but uh, for the most part, I mean, guys block and We ran the ball well. Uh, it's kind of – it takes me back to, like, my college day at Texas Tech where we're getting, like, drop eight and, and linebackers are six, seven yards deep. Um, but uh, if the teams are going to do that, we got to run the football until they come up. And when they come up, we'll throw the football again. So uh, uh, we're, we're a well, well, versatile offense that can do it all. And so we're going to prove that we can beat. Next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Patrick, your new teammate, Le'Veon Bell, was tweeting up the storm during the game. I think he said uh, something like, I can't wait to join. Uh, what does he bring to, to UI's offense, especially with the running game clicking like it did today? Yeah, I mean it's just gonna be another another weapon. I mean, he's someone who's had tremendous success in this league for a long time now. And he's still in the, the prime of his career. I mean, he's twenty eight years old. So I mean he's he's gonna come in and, and make plays happen and, and we have days like today, having him, Clyde, Darrell, Darwin, all these guys that can come in and, and run the football and keep just going at the defense over and over again, it'll open up the passing game and uh, and it'll help me out a little bit too. We've got time for two more guys. We'll go Pete and then Nate. Good
6: Pete. Hey, Pat, congratulations on, on the win. I was wondering if you could just run through the two touchdowns to Travis.
2: Yeah, the the, the first touchdown, there was a little kind of option route play with, with, with Travis, and I was trying to hold that linebacker a little bit. He did a great job of really attacking that guy. Going back out, I put it back on him. He almost got me. He almost got me with his little shake, but I put it on him, and then he he got in the end zone, and that was a big play. And then uh, the second one, we got a kind of a shell coverage look, and uh, Clyde kind of came off to the flat and Travis was uh, out the, the corner route to the back pylon, and I saw uh, the corner's eyes kind of just peek at me for a second, thinking I was going to throw the running back because he was already there, and uh, I just put him in that back corner, and he made a great play of catching the ball and getting his, getting his feet in. Let's
5: go to
0: Nate Taylor for the last one. Good Nate.
1: Hey, Pat, I want to ask you two quick things. Can you take us through the mental process of that third down run where you ran behind or past the line of scrimmage and then obviously made the decision to go back? And then can you also explain, too, just the idea of the notion that teams want to hold the ball against you guys and keep you on the sideline? And, in fact, today you guys reversed that course and what that felt like to, to be on the field more than the, the opposing offense.
2: Yeah, well, the first part, um, that, that play, I, I kind of, I think I misread it a little bit. It was man coverage. and I was thinking about working uh, Kelsk to McColl. And if you see, there's, there's a split second where Tyree kind of pops down the seam rock and maybe hit him for a touchdown. Um, and so, obviously, they covered it well. I scrambled out, and the guy that was spying me uh, was coming, and uh, I, was, I was rolling, and I knew I couldn't make the first down. And then so I tried to stop at the line of scrimmage. And if you, I mean, you, you probably can see it. I look at the like little like stick, and I, I saw that I passed the line of scrimmage. I was going to drop back and try to throw the football to d Rob or someone like that. And uh, once I did that, I knew I had to get upfield, and then uh, I got upfield enough. I thought I got the first down. but uh, Shorty told me I didn't. Um, but uh, then we did a great job of running in the next play and the second question one more time
1: just the idea that you guys possess the ball more than the Bills today when that usually is trying to be the formula to beat you guys
2: yeah, the, it, it's, it's something that you're going to have to do in this league. You have to find ways to win. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you've seen it all this year. You've seen it all these last few years with, with our football team is we're going to find a way to win the football game. Uh, we don't care how that is. We don't care if it's not having a lot of possession. We don't care if it's having a lot of possession. But uh, obviously doing that, it gives our defense the rest that they need to go out there and play good football. And so uh, I thought we did a great job of, of having the time of possession. The defense did a good job of getting a lot of three and outs or short drives and, and getting the ball back to us.
0: Hey, Clyde, are you ready for us? yes sir all right we'll get started with Pete Sweeney.
6: Hey Clyde um congrats on the win was wondering what you were seeing out there as far as the offensive line goes it just seemed like there was a lot more room to work with this week against the Bills.
3: Yes sir yes sir no doubt um uh, you know O-line had plenty of movement and I was and I was able to I mean as far as my reads throughout the week everything looked like the way we practiced so uh, it came easily and I mean as as far as you've seen the O line was hyped up so as long as they're hyped up we can keep rolling Go next to Nate Taylor Go ahead Nate
1: Hey Clyde, um, career day for you just what does it mean to have this type of a performance responding to your first loss in your career and then secondly coach mentioned that you have talked to Le'Veon since he joined the team
3: I just want to know what that
1: conversation was like before playing tonight.
3: Yes sir um, you know as, as far as responding from, from last week's loss I mean it was just, it was the mindset. And, and, and ultimately everybody knows when it, when it comes to football, it starts up front and, and the O-line did their job. They, they made they made things move, they made everything easier for me. So ultimately it's not just me, this is a career day for, for not just me, but, but the entire O-line. And then, you know, talking to Le'Veon, he's, you know, an, a, another guy coming in, a, another piece to the puzzle. So ultimately um, from from here, I just feel like we can, we can only go up, you know, Le'Veon, um, you know, guy, guys older than me. I'm, I'm still in my still in my rookie years. So ultimately, anything that I can do to pick his brain and and, and gain any knowledge from the, from from him, I'm, I'm there for it. So uh, as far as just talking, you know, it was a quick conversation. But ultimately, uh, we know he'll hit me in the building next week, so I'll be able to talk to him more in person. Let's go next to
6: Sam Mellinger. Go, ahead, Sam. Hey, Clyde. Um, can you walk me through the process of just running behind so many different moving parts in front of you on the offensive line? Do you, do, do you change your attacks? Do you change your approach? How, how do you do that? Uh,
3: it's, it's, it's ultimately based on a play call. Uh, and, and then the scheme, you know, it's the scheme of the offense. Uh, it was something that I was able to do um, as far as college. If we want to go back to last year, just having tight ends and fullbacks come across my face and, and receivers come across my face as far as, um, certain blocks that we need to make happen. And ultimately, uh, you know, it's it's, it's our scheme. Um, I was able to, to learn it over, you know, OTAs as far as on camera. So seeing it, not just running it. And then ultimately when I got in the camp, you know, uh, watching those pictures come, in, come to life right in front of my face, the same place, same blocking schemes and everything else, it's, it all just kind of plays a part in, in, in what we do. So, um, I go in, I, I learn as much as I possibly can from the O-line, see how they're blocking up fronts, blocking up certain schemes, blocking up, um, you know, the guys are in front of them, and then it just makes my job that much easier. Let's go
2: next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead,
3: Adam. Hey, Clyde. Um, I, I know you played at LSU, so I don't ask this question lightly, but you had a lot of yards before contact today. Have you had many games or any games like this where things were so, so wide open before you even got touched? Uh, yes, sir. A couple. Uh, you know, right now I can't just 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 mark it off the top of my head as far as the games that, that work like that. But, um, you know, when, when when you have days like this, things just seem, you know, like to, to part like the Red Sea. And, and that's what the O-line did. And and ultimately, I just put my head down and run. And then when it's time to make a guy miss or, or time to run through a guy, I do my job. That fires up the O-line and, and I'm doing my 111. So ultimately, it got us to win.
2: Got time for a couple more guys. We're gonna go Sam McDowell and then Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Sam.
5: Hey Clyde, uh, you're certainly aware of the way teams are trying to defend you this year, uh, offensively. Because of that, do you sort of feel the responsibility that that
3: you've got to have things going, you know, to, to prevent teams from finding an equation to slow you guys down? Ultimately, I just have to be accountable for my job. Um, I can't, I can't do, you know, all, all everybody else's job. Uh, like I said, I do my 111th and. And if I do my job, uh, that's that's all I can be accountable for. So the best accountability, I mean, the best ability is accountability, and that's that's what I do. We'll go to Aaron Ladd for the last one. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I, when we spoke with Eb earlier in the week, he
2: said y'all had a conversation about just getting one percent better each and every time. I'm curious where you feel
3: like you've gotten better from week one up into until now. Uh, you know, with us having this with us having this conversation uh, this past week, it was something that. That he told me to make sure I just have three things written down each week, and and ultimately, um, as far as the as far as the, the conversation I had in between well, me me and E B had uh, my my job this week for between me and him was finished, and, and ultimately I feel like I did that this week as far as my my one percent of getting better.
0: Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for SportsBeat KC listeners Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com/slash/SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to Sports Beat Live Post Game Edition. The Chiefs just finished uh, a twenty-six to seventeen. Victory formation, triumph over the Buffalo Bills, and we're going to talk about it with the guys who cover the Chiefs for the Kansas City Star. We've got Vahé Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, Sam McDowell in the house. We're endeavoring to get Herbie Teope. We'll see if Herbie can uh, can make it. Herbie's been having some diffic- uh some technical difficulties, and uh, but we're we're trying to we're trying to find Herbie. Um, we'll see we'll see if he gets here. So. Um, but this show is about uh, talking Chiefs not only with th- those who cover the team for the star, but also you all. We want to get your questions and comments, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll, we'll get to as many of those as we can. So, hey, guys, the first thought that I had uh, about this game was let, let's start here that both teams came into the game with the same record and coming off a loss as a favorite. And to me, this game was about um, who would uh, be in a better frame of mind, who would handle the loss, uh, maybe learn from it in a better way. And I think it's pretty obvious from the way that the game unfolded that the Chiefs, um, as Super Bowl champs, uh, kind of played up to the the, the team that we thought uh, they could be. Am, Am I right about that?
4: I, I definitely thought so Blair. I mean, I, I, I feel like, um, not that this was some real reality check exactly, but I do think it was a moment to sort of make a stand and, and flex what you have. And, um, you know, we all kind of kick this around in various ways, but obviously the chiefs sort of did this in a new way, uh, really new way. If you really look at some of the numbers in the running attack and I think it, in the end, it was really kind of a, just a gritty win too. I think it was, uh, a, a little bit of a testament to the culture and who this team sees itself as.
0: What do you think, Melly?
6: Yeah, I thought um, we've talked about this before, so this just isn't just a reaction to this game, but I thought the chiefs, this group has a pretty strong track record of rising to moments like this, of when there's even like this much doubt that they can turn into this much doubt. You know what I mean? That that they're going to use that um, in a positive way. You know, the Ravens game, is is the most recent example um, before today. But um, I, I was just blown away by what that offensive line did. Uh, you know, I, I felt similar. I remember thinking this and probably even saying it um, on this fine program after the Ravens game that, like, the Chiefs are always pretty much going to be the fastest team on the field. When they, when they can also be the stronger team, the more physical team, um, you, you're not going to beat those guys. And to to be able to do that on the line... When um, you know the, the switch at center was voluntary, um, you know they, that was a that was an upgrade they thought, um, but they lose Mitch Schwartz, you know three snaps in or whatever that was. Um, the game after you lose Colletti Osimili, who was their best run blocker, and you know to shift these guys around so your 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 replacement left guard becomes your replacement right tackle. And you got to do all this other stuff, and and to be able to do that against that line. I mean, everybody's gonna be talking about Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and God bless him. They sh- they should be. He was great, but he got a lot of yards before contact. Um, a lot of that was on the offensive line. There's Herbie.
5: We will liberate you, Herbie. We're like we're seeing the backs, like <laughs> the behind the scenes of are like the <laughs> gaming stuff. <laughs> You can't hear us, I don't think. <laughs> was, yeah.
6: All the better to talk trash on him. I don't, <laughs> meanwhile, I think this is the first time me and Vahe have ever both made the start of this show. I think it yeah. is, too. Nope. How about we, that?
4: We got yeah. past that long time grudge on match. Top. And
0: <laughs> hey, Sam McDowell, I, I know you wrote about the offense, so let's stay on that side of the ball. Um, the offensive line I, I agree with Sam that the offensive line was terrific I mean just um you know Remmer is playing two positions tonight uh no Mitchell Schwartz, and I, I thought that they there were times tonight when they they blew the they they blew Buffalo off the ball and just pushed them pushed that defensive line
5: yeah I, I guess I would kind of echo uh Melly's point but maybe even more fine-tuned to it's not just The team rises to the occasion, but individual units within the team rose to the occasion tonight because the two most criticized parts of this team last week were the offensive line and the defense. And those were probably the the two parts of this team that carried them to a win, I thought. You know, I I recognize that the defense gave up some third-down penalties, and Blair, you addressed that in your halftime story. Um, But they gave up 206 yards, me, they gave up 400. The average is 402. So the defense played well. The offensive line was terrific. And I guess it's kind of a reminder that, you know, and I don't think any of us did this, but not to overreact based on one game and not to do that based on how the Chiefs played last week. Now, if I make that point, I could probably say we shouldn't say everything on the offensive line is settled based on just what we saw tonight. I cannot but it's hear certainly it. a good sign, especially having to play. Well, guys in. Yeah. <laughs> Hi,
6: Herbie. <laughs> well, I guess he can't hear us.
4: <laughs> what a coincidence! He's saying that he can't hear when you're talking, Sam. Uh, <laughs> uh
0: All right, we're, we're we're holding up for some Herbie. Um, and maybe we'd all be a little. We'd all be better off with a little Herbie in our lives. And uh, I know Beth is trying to to reel him in uh, via Zoom, uh, as I understand it. um,
5: I hate the said no one ever joke, but it's got to apply to that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, uh, Let's let's stay on uh, the running game because it was a record setting night for uh, for the Chiefs running game. Uh, 245 rushing yards on 46 attempts. I think I have this right. The rushing yards, the most by an Andy Reid coach Chiefs team, the 46 attempts, the most by an Andy Reid coach team including his uh, years in Philadelphia, and the first time that with Patrick Mahomes uh, as the starting quarterback that the Chiefs had more rushing than passing yards. So um, I, I don't know if this was the by design, but it seemed like the Chiefs wanted to establish this early, and once they, they got it established, they didn't, they, they didn't move away from it. And what, a, um, what an advantage for the Chiefs if they can run the ball – Effectively, like this, and not to mention having a newcomer join the team uh, in time for the for the Broncos game on Sunday, who should only help the running game. Although I think Clyde edwards alaire played tonight like he was hearing some footsteps. And who, who was the wrote about edwards alaire tonight?
5: I did. But okay, I think, I think probably in all of our stories. I'm sitting here, like, jotting down your notes on the stats player because, like, of stuff I need to go back in and ask my <laughs> <the> story later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Patrick Mahomes said something really interesting, that on RPOs he sort of eventually was reminding himself before the play, like, don't pass the ball here. The running game's really working. And for Patrick Mahomes to say that, I and mean, we're talking about the guy that's uh, amassed more passing yards or at least more quickly than anybody in NFL history, is telling himself before a play, hey, yeah, you've got to hand the ball off here. Clyde Edward was was really good. I mean he made a great move on a safety. Um I, I still thought the touchdown play probably should have counted. I thought the holding play was a little the call, could have been missed. Um, but I mean he, he was really good, but I still think the offensive line was was, was the storyline there.
0: Yeah, that, that holding call was on Nick Allegretti, and I thought otherwise played played a game uh, a, a really nice game in uh, the first time that he's seen this type of action. In a chief's uniform, I, I thought he was uh, he was really good. I know that he caught the eye of uh, Buck and Aikman on the on the broadcast. So
5: yeah, that was their only call tonight, and they had three last week. And Mahomes only got sacked once tonight, early in the game, and he got sacked three times last week.
6: Yeah, Allegretti was gr- like I-, I was borderline blown away <laughs> by by how good he was, and I don't mean that to insult the man, but I mean he was a seventh round pick last year, and we just. Hadn't seen that much of him. You can only tell so much from training camp. Um, didn't even have preseason games this year, obviously, to to get a look. But um, I mean, he was just beating people up. Um, you know, he, he may have to stay on the field. Well, same with Kilgore too. I, I
0: think uh, Kilgore's center was a uh, you know all all, all we have were the results of yeah. the game, and those results were spectacular. I mean. Um, to, for them to run as successfully as they did with, with an offensive line, like I said, where guys who hadn't played were playing, uh, guys were playing different positions, that was, yeah. that was really, really impressive.
4: And yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Sam.
6: Well, I was just like real quick, if, if I can say something real quick, um, there's some significance here because we've talked about this a lot about, you know, all these, you know, rushing three or four and dropping seven or eight into coverage and that's the way to sort of pull the chiefs down um you know they're still going to score their points but pull them down and, and make them a little bit more like a normal nfl team um and the chiefs haven't been able to solve that and, and if they figured something out and i don't know if the bills just have a lot of problems up front that's that's on the table um but if the chiefs can do this not 245 yards or whatever it ended up being but if they can if they can just keep those people honest if they can keep defenses honest then this is i don't know what you do against these guys
0: yeah, uh, Herbie is blaming Sam McDowell for his uh, technical difficulties. Uh, nobody's surprised uh, by that. So, if um, I had to say, I would do it. But uh, I'm not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, let's uh, say with the offense, um, even with uh, the, the domination of the Chiefs in terms of yards and time of possession, it was 37 to 23 or something like that in terms of time of possession advantage. The Chiefs had the ball all night long, and yet, with four and a half minutes to go, the Chiefs hold a six-point lead and are facing a third and 12 from the from the Chiefs' 33. They've got to make a play here, or they're punting back to a Buffalo team that had just gone down the field in 75 yards in about three minutes to, to make it a one-score game, and Mahomes had a—I I thought he had a superb game tonight, kind of a— an un- understated superb game. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of his plays. But his extending the play on third and 12 with a 37-yard pass to Byron Pringle, not Tyreek Hill, not Travis Kelsey, not McCole um, Hardman, not Demarcus Robinson, but to Byron Pringle was, I think, the biggest snap of the game. Do you guys agree?
4: I think it was. it was – humongous or mammoth as Gary Pinkle would say. Um, it, it just, and Blair, you made a a key point about it. it. It really developed because Patrick, you know, made time by, by, by moving and stepping up and, but the Pringle kept the play going. Um, and goodness, uh, between Pringle, just that play and, and Demarcus Robinson, they, they kind of filled the void, um, for Sammy Watkins uh, in, in ways you might not have expected. DeMarcus hasn't been that reliable this season. It seems like he's had some drops when he's had an opportunity and he had more yards or almost as many yards in the first half as he did in the, the entire first five games. So, but, the, but that play in particular, I think if you're doing the highlight reel of the game, that's one of the four or five plays of the game.
6: It, didn't it look a lot like the play to that Nick Kaiser didn't make last week? The one, yeah. the
4: one that bounced off the chest?
6: And- yeah. Third and long, Mahomes does his Mahomes stuff, throws it across the field. Um, Kaiser just, you know, my assumption is that he just wasn't ready. Like, I mean, that's never happened to him before. He's <laughs> never been in that situation. And, and Byron Pringle, you know, that guy, he doesn't get a lot. He, he's great on special teams, but he, he doesn't get a lot of snaps on offense until Sammy Watkins, you know, hurts his hamstring or whatever. But he is always ready. You know, like, and, and he seems like he's ready in big spots, too. I mean, I, I go back, and now I'm forgetting the specific play, but there was a huge play he made. Remember last year in Detroit? Detroit yeah. At the end of that game? Um, yeah. You know, he just seems to be, you know, for a guy that doesn't, again, doesn't get him any offensive snaps, man, that, he, is, he is ready for the moment.
5: Yeah. You know, everyone's going to remember the Patrick Mahomes piece of that play, and rightfully so because he extends the play that a lot of quarterbacks get sacked on or at least tuck it and run. But Byron Pringle was stationary at the end of his route as he was – called to be to to run a little hook route and he ran about 40 yards across field at at a deep slant to extend to make somebody to give Patrick Mahomes the out on that play so to me his mental acuity on that play is what made the whole thing happen
4: and and look I don't need to take a unnecessary shot at McCole Hartman but I do think that in a play like that you see uh I think Patrick might have a level of trust with Pringle that that he's still working to achieve with Hardman. Um, it looked to me like when uh, Hardman it was pretty much a drop ball. Uh, first half, was it?
6: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Popped up in the air.
4: And you could see Patrick, uh, and, and the, the, the camera flash to Patrick going like that, like, yeah. get the ball. Yeah. I, I don't it
0: could know. Have I, I, intercepted. I could have it, been like, intercepted. What's that, Blair? Could have been intercepted.
6: Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. That ball was in the air a long time after it hit yep. Hardman's hands.
0: Uh, uh one of our viewers, Herbie, says he's a case Of course, he's always ready.
6: You know what? Like I almost like said like the obligatory like Herbie line, but I was like, you know what, he's not on the show. Like, so just not gonna <laughs> of course he like Texas. One of our viewers.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh hey, let's 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 switch it over. I thought the um you know I Patrick Mahomes and the offense uh needed to outscore the Raiders last week. They couldn't do it. Uh and but they got in a shootout, and uh, I thought the defense played as poorly as we have seen uh, a Chiefs defense play since the beginning of the 2019 season. Last week, uh, I thought uh, they came to play tonight. They were the defense was aggressive. We saw it in a couple of the penalties, especially by the cornerbacks. But uh, they didn't sack Josh Allen. But I thought they they hounded him into a mediocre game tonight, and. <laughs> He was inaccurate early, I think on his own. i didn't i don't know if he felt pressure early, but he was inaccurate early and and then i then I think I think uh, passing and Jones and clark and and those guys got you know were getting to him or getting close to him and rushing his throws and um, just until that, that that late touchdown drive, I just wasn't impressed with Josh Allen tonight
6: I watched a lot of the bills this year just because they seem really interesting and the the improvement from Allen. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he was something like a fifty six percent passer his first two seasons or whatever as a quarterback, and he's been close to seventy, um, or at least he was before these last two weeks. And I don't know what happened these last two weeks. He he looked like a different guy. Um, you know, the first what would that be four weeks of this season? People were saying he's an MVP candidate and all this stuff. Um, but if if you didn't know that and you just saw what he was tonight, you'd be thinking like. They got some, you know, really athletic tight end, you know, who's who's got a big arm playing quarterback or something like that. he just um, I, I do agree with you. Like he, he seemed inaccurate. The, the ball was wet. Right. Like, so I yeah. don't know how, how much of a factor that was. Um, but then I also thought that the Chiefs brought some pressure and, and did it pretty consistently. And it seemed to really bother him.
0: How about Damian Williams after the game saying pressure? What pressure? We didn't bring oh, any pressure. Oh, oh. Yes, they brought <laughs> pressure. Absolutely, yeah. they did. They they pinned their ears back a couple of times. And yeah. uh, so, um, so Roy Zielonski asks, uh, he's surprised to see Darwin Thompson again. Which running back will lose the most carries to Bell? And is this the new offensive line going forward? Let's take the – Darwin Thompson had a couple of good moments. Um, uh, that's how I know the offensive line was playing great tonight because it didn't matter who carried the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they they all had good moments and um, the, the Darrell Williams touchdown run on fourth and one once he you know uh, once he what's uh, a gutsy call I figured the Chiefs would go for it there and let's talk about the play before that the spinorama by,
2: by <laughs> I mean
0: that gets cut that's going to get lost right in the it because it, it didn't pick up a first down but it, it you know if, if if he gets tackled for a four-yard, lo- four-yard loss there they're kicking a field goal there, right? So yeah. what, what did you guys notice on that?
6: Well, we're, we're all like kind of different ages. So I don't know, like, but when I was a kid, the NFL, like had these, they weren't really bloopers, but they were just like funny plays. Like something would happen that you just never see before. And I forgot what it was called, but it, they were on loop on ESPN just constantly. And God, I love those shows. And that looked like one of those plays out of that. Like it, it just looked like, like sort of like a cartoon it looked like henchmen like it looked like everybody else was on skates like he runs past the line of scrimmage he thinks he's not past the line of scrimmage he looks over (laughs) sees that he's past the line of scrimmage and it's like goes back goes forward then guys that like came out before him are trying to get him this way again and he's just i I think there were like four defenders that had a chance at him and I, i thought he got like watching live i thought he got a first down um, but so did Andy Reid. Yeah, but I I do think it was a good spot. Um Andy Reid should have they they should have measured. Um if that's what Andy was was pissed yeah. off about, I think he had every we, right we to be. I don't right. understand, you know, like go measure. Like that's just what happens. Um but god, that was a great play. <laughs> that was I mean, it was like funny. I think it was like you can like divide Mahomes plays, right? And and that was like one of the funniest plays I think he's had.
4: I, I'm thinking about the fact that the, the Sams are substantially younger than, than the, the Bahe Blair combo, but I can almost set that old NFL films music to the thing you're talking about. I can just hear it like...
6: so good.
0: So uh, Peter Alden asks, uh, are the Chiefs better off without Mitchell Schwartz in the run game? No. No.
5: no. Stop.
0: Well, how about a, how about a Mitchell Schwartz with the back issues? Um, I, I wonder, oh yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, this guy who's who, you know, now he's never missed a start, right? hundred and tonight would have been 135 games. He's never missed a start, played one series. Andy Reed said after the game, he thought he could go. And, um, and obviously that's, that wasn't the case. Oh, I'd be curious game, to see what happens.
5: First game, he didn't finish, right, Blair? I mean, because the only right and missed. it's the Tennessee game last. Year. Yeah, he came back in that. Um, was it your
4: sense? It, it, and it sounds like that's ah. what you're saying, Blair. I, I missed a little bit of Andy while I was typing, but it. it so the idea really was that he thought he could go as opposed to he really aggravated it tonight. You
0: know, just he, he, he looked fine. he looked fine walking from yeah. you know, the sideline to the locker if that's what he was doing. So, um, I don't know.
5: That, that was Andy's explanation, is that, you know, he, he popped up Saturday on the injury report with the back issue, and Andy basically said he tried to go, it tightened up on him. And, you know, he tried to say that's one of the reasons Kilgore started as well, Is Austin Ryder's been dealing with a little bit of a tender knee, which has been on the injury report. It has, yep. Um, but... I can't help but think that that was a coach's decision based on the interior of the line getting beaten up last week.
6: Yeah, and, and they may have looked like, I, I really don't think it was Mitch Schwartz being out. I, I think it had more to do with what Sam just said about the interior of that line. And and if they've got a way to, you know, if Kilgore is as much of an uh, an improvement, as much of an upgrade over, over Ryder as it looked, you know, just <laughs> naked eye, just watching the broadcast view. Um, and if Allegretti is that, which is kind of like what we saw from Osimile. I mean, just a physical mauling guy. You know, that? gosh dang, like maybe they really found something here. You know, it's just one game. Bills have other issues. Um, you know, need to see it again. But um, that is intriguing. You know, for the season-long problem of what do you do against these, these light boxes, um, if the Chiefs just found okay. something, again, they don't need to rush for 245. But if, if they can just rush enough that teams are a nickel instead of dime, for for crying out loud, I mean, just something, um, that, that, that that could be really significant.
5: It's going to be interesting to see um, how the Broncos try and defend them next week. Yep. That'll tell us whether or not we think this was more bills or whether it was more cheap. Yep. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek
0: Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Wells, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell and Herbie Teope for talking Chiefs and the NFL. You can find their stories in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you, especially for those who want a deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get that? Go to KansasCity. .com/sportspass2020 that's kansascity.com/sportspass2020 hey do you want more than just the sports coverage i know i do check out the entire kansas city star product sports news features commentary and analysis the whole thing you get all the stories written by my talented colleagues plus additional news sports and business coverage with the e edition the details for all of these deals can be found at account kansas city.com slash subscribe if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers send me an email at bkirkoff at kcstar.com and i'll get you to the right place whether it's a sports pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in kansas city and helping us produce programs like sports bkc thanks for listening and we will be back on wednesday with another episode